Welcome back to another episode of the Sweet Shots Podcast. Lucas Johnson alongside Mark Johnson and Chuck Johnson, all three of us back in St. Andrews for episode six. Um, coming, we're recording this Wednesday afternoon, so another late one coming out. Um, but a lot has happened in the last day in the golf world. Um, not only PGA Tour, but we're talking, uh, I guess it's not web.com anymore. It's uh, whatever it's called. Corn Ferry. Corn Ferry. Corn Ferry. I don't know why that I forgot that, but Corn Ferry Tour. It's been that for a little while now, yeah, actually. Five years, six years? Maybe not that long, not but that it's long. it's growing on me. It has grown on me. Hey, you got a good logo. It's all about the logo. I don't. Brand. I still don't know what Corn Ferry is, though. I don't well, even know if I know the logo. He comes around and blesses all the fields hmm. for a good yield. Uh, no, we're uh, talking life-changing stuff today from the Corn Ferry Corn Ferry Tour, um, and also touching on some Tiger Woods news, and I think we could get into some discussion about that. That's going to be a ton of fun there. Um, also, I personally, not my best week in DFS last week, so we might just brush right through that. We don't have to hang up on that. But Oh, no. We can spend some time <laughs> breaking that down. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. You guys want to get after that. But um, yeah, I mean, quickly going through all that stuff. Last tournament. Um, we were down in Mexico, the Mayacoba, uh, Russell Henley pulls it off, wins himself a cool $1.4 million. He was on pay. I mean, he had, uh, um, tournament record scoring through three rounds. He was on fire. Yeah. I mean, he hadn't made a bogey through three rounds. I don't know. This is a fourth time winning on tour. Surprises me. I'm not really? a Henley guy. I'll be honest. He's a value pick, though, usually, yeah, isn't he? Grinder. Georgia grad. Yeah. Just a grinder. It's not flashy. I like flashy. You're a flashy guy. <laughs> I've seen you walk around here. You're a flashy guy. Thanks, so, <laughs> uh, I mean, he's he's making a return this week in the field uh, at the Houston Open. We're going to Houston this week, so keep an eye on Russell Henley. Um, I think you guys, you're the biggest highlight takeaway for me from this week is your your boy Seamus Power had another great tournament. He just keeps showing up, Lucas. Keeps showing up. That's what he does. Yep. He does. He's playing my my one fact that I think is is unbelievable in and of itself. And he if he would have won, that would have been too good. But his third round round Saturday, he had a hole in one and a hole out for Eagle in the same round. In one round. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good golfer. He's he's a good guy. He's all right. Yeah, he's good. I did put some money on him in, while we were in Vegas for That's right. the Masters. That's a good pick. Yeah, the odds were yeah. still good or long, whatever. He'd be a long shot. Long shot. Yeah, he's a long shot. I mean, the guys in Vegas know about him, but you know, every every time he does something like this, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to move move the odds. Well, I'll so. tell you what, he's on people's radars now. That's right. People have to pay attention now. Yeah, there's no way around it. Which, speaking of on people's radar, Jason Day is now on people's radar. I would agree. He's he's back. T21, this last one, and that was with a bad first round. I think he was four over that first round. He was. I was giving you a bad time after day you one. Were, yeah, you were all over me. I said, just you wait, Chuck. Yep. And then he went seven under the next day? Yeah. Yeah. Are we breaking yeah. this down right now? Are I don't we know. I jumping right jumped into in. I'm just talking right? about last week's. We yeah. got a lot. We do have got a lot to get to last in golf news. Yeah. So I'm just getting this out of the way right but now. I, but I, I think I may have had the pick of the week, even though I didn't win. Yeah. The value pick, just out of desperation, because I needed to fill my roster. Yep. And I went with skinny pants, funny hat, mm-hmm. Rory Sabertini. Yeah. I think I made the comment. I thought he was senior tour eligible. Well, but apparently he's still got game. He made the cut, mm-hmm. opened with 67, followed that with 70, and he was, uh, you know, five under. I don't know, the cut, I think, was four under. So he was he was there. He did better than three of the other players on my team. Uh-oh. So, I so, think we shared those three players. Yeah. Well, except for my one. Same lineup. My so. one. My well, one the, pick. Tom Hoagie misses the cut. He was three under par. And that was a bad second round. He was five under after that first day. Yeah, I'm, I know he's disappointed. With he that. is taking the week off this week. He's not playing Houston, which that's that's like a home course for him. So I was surprised by that. It's not home course. Not, he plays yeah. well in Texas. Yeah. Texas Historically. Mm-hmm. And then the CT pan did not pan out. No pans. He missed the cut. He was not even close to under par. He was not good. 
Okay. Five over tough. par. So yeah. what I'm hearing you guys say is I might have won a third week in a row. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Aaron Badley, he's grinded. 71-68, not good enough to play the weekend. That's a shame. That is. So, but. Uh, what was your total points, MJ? I was at 372. Not even close to winning any money in the game I was in. Not even close. I was joking after Friday. I said, I'm going to take dead last in my contest. This was this was the original idea for the podcast. Yeah, it was. Was you got to pick. It's essentially worst ball. And you got to use all your money. Use all your money. I spent all my money. If we have time today, I want to do one of those teams. Let's We're going to do two teams today. Yep. And the one team, you spend gotta, all your money all your and money. whoever finishes last. Wins. So you're hoping for guys to withdraw. You're, You're hoping, hoping for a, a bunch, bunch of Matt Coochers. Yeah, you here. got Cooch. You got <laughs> yeah. a, somebody thinks it's a good idea to go bicycling the day yep. before yep. you know the first round, and they get yep. smoked by pickup. Not killed, but just <laughs> severely hurt, so they can't make the Lean. first tee. That's the kind of stuff. Yep. So yep. you're researching personal drama in their lives. I like this. Yep. Okay, we'll do All a right. lineup of that. All right, I like so, that. Because I have a knack for finding teams that are bad. Well, apparently really your son bad. does, too. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> What was your total points, Lucas? Mine was less than Mark's. Ouch. Yeah. Well, I had four six six. I had one guy miss the cut, and that was Mr. Hoagie by one. We all had a Hoagie, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay, so I, I also thought that this would be fun to do every once in a while. We we mentioned it, I think, on air last time. The winner of the game I was in, 696, almost 700 points. 696? So, 696. Wow. Yep. So when I looked at this, what, what guys did we pick that were the same? It was exactly zero. Zero guys. You didn't share any. I had shared none with the guy that won this. Okay. Um, and he had a guy on his team, Brian Harmon, lefty, that is a workhorse. I used him a lot last year. He makes cuts. There's another, he's another guy under the radar. Not um, flashy. But he had Henley. <laughs> Not so he got two non-flat. He had Henley. Joel Damon, another guy other than the hat. Yeah. He's cool. Here's a great hat. Great he hat. Be, he could be sitting in the room with us. I wouldn't know him unless he put his hat on. Um, Scotty Scheffler. What are you talking about? Him and uh, Joel Damon and Harry Higgs, those guys went shirtless at the 16th hole at the Phoenix Open last year. How do you forget a guy like that? I still have the image in my head. That's a tough one to burn out. <laughs> so, you know, he had Scheffler, Harmon, Henley, yeah. Damon, Kirk, and Merritt. So Merritt tied for third, Damon tied for third, Henley first, Harmon second, Scheffler tied for third. His worst worst performer was Chris Kirk, T sixty four at minus three, and he's and he still won. And Mark, was this particular uh, one multi entry event where you could have added, entered a bunch of, or was it, it was a twenty? Twenty. You could have up to twenty entries. If I was a betting man, which I am, I would I would garner that this gentleman or individual, not necessarily a gentleman. Did max entry of 20. That's just one of his teams. And that's one of his teams. Unless he's really, really lucky and good. Yeah, I was going to look and see if there was something. It's not an easy way to go and look. Yeah, I don't know how to look the other way. So, but just curious. I mean, yeah. and, and there were other guys up and around that 690. So it, you know, it can be done, yeah. but you're right. If you're in a, in a, back to your point, if you're playing a game that has multiple entries, you just shift a, a player or two around. Yep. Yep. Come up with a core, like Chef is your core guy. Yep. That's the guy that I won in my yep. mind had Scheffler. Scheffler Morikawa. Yep. Seamus, Morikawa, Scheffler. Then he sprinkles in Harry Higgs mm-hmm. and a couple other guys that were like, hmm, they made the cut and played well enough for this guy to win. Yep. Points. Good for them. Get points on the board. Yep. Kind of depressing to compare that with my team. That so was... let's go back, though. So we do have a a, a uh, competition going amongst us, mm-hmm. and if, if my math is correct, that's three wins in a row for this guy over here. It is. You Good were zero and two, and then you Einstein. won three in a row. Yep. Okay, back to your point. I just did a quick look. This one dude's got five. He's got five teams in the top thirty-seven. There you go. And I bet if you looked at those teams, he's probably got a core. Three guys, guys, two or three guys. Scheffler, Henley. Yep. He's building off of. Damon are his three. Yep. Hey, he's got mm-hmm. Cooch. He luck. played this week. Good luck nice. with that. <laughs> yep. Worked out for him this week. Yep. You get a core of three, and then you sprinkle in three 
unique guys and hope it hits. So if you, if you can't beat them, join them, would you ever Absolutely. say, okay, you know what? I'm going to pick a game this week where maybe the max is 20 teams. I'm going to put 10 teams in there for quarters. I mean, you're, yep. it's not like you're, you're in breaking in the, the bank, bank. Yeah. but yep. and play that game with them a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Hmm. Yep. That's what you got to do. I mean, just by sheer probability, mm-hmm. some of them have got to hit. That's right. Absolutely. I don't yeah. know. They're all mutually exclusive events, it's, aren't they? Well, we could break this true. down mathematically. And if, and if you or I are picking the teams, who knows what happens there? Yep. So, yeah, I mean, last week, a uh, little, little Mexico golfer moving to Houston. We'll get into that a little later, but touch on some other golf news because outside of the PGA Tour, had some life-changing stuff happening on the Corn Ferry like we talked about. Um Two guys we're familiar with uh, played in North Dakota Open. Mark, you're tournament director over there, so you've you've had the ability to, ability to chat with these guys and kind of watch their game. Um, is it uh, Alistair? Alistair Dockerty. Dockerty. This is his name? Alistair Dockerty. It wow. sounds like he'd be from Great Britain. Yeah. It does. He's not. not. He's not. I like nice that, young man. man. He's come up, played North Dakota Open, stays with the host family here in town, the Carnicks. Yeah. James and Beth Carnick are kind enough to let him stay there. And a lot of these guys, they're just trying to make ends meet. And that's what it is. I mean, for those that aren't familiar with the Corn Ferry Tour, it's essentially like minor leagues for golf. These guys are grinding to make a living, hopefully get their big break and, and make a few tournament starts in the PGA Tour to make some some life-changing money. So when we're talking about life-changing stuff, these guys earn a chance to play on the PGA Tour. You make a couple cuts on the PGA Tour, things kind of snowball. That was Tom Hoagie's route, and so that's why we're talking about about uh, Alistair Doherty on, on today's show. So, Well, yeah, a guy like that, too. You know, the Corn Ferry, there, there are guys out there that make a living on the Corn Ferry. Right. And there's I mean, guys, you can win a lot of money. There's guys making a living off, of, off the Dakotas Tour, too. You know, it's, it's obviously a different scale, but um, when you talk about life-changing money, that's where, it, that's where it falls down to. But these guys, they're, it's final stage, right? I don't know. Where, where were they playing out there? Does it say? Uh, yeah, it does say. It, they were, uh, let's see. They were at the, uh, nope, does not say. They were somewhere. They were somewhere they were nice, somewhere. warm enough to play. Warmer than here. But Alistair, so the story with him, this he's contended at the North Dakota Open a couple times, but this year he really had a great tournament and he found himself in a playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went back to the 18th hole and uh, he hooked his drive, pull hooked his drive, mm-hmm. not as, his, probably his worst drive of the week. When he needed it in the playoff. Yep. Hit it in the, hit it in the penalty area. And there was a lot of debate about where it went in and if it crossed land and, you know, it just, it, cause yeah, that the, the, the penalty area line cuts right in front of the tee box. So it's, you got to basically carry it to drop on, on the other side yeah. there at Fargo country club. So. Yeah. It's really not a way you want the tournament to end. No. Um, just as a, if you're watching the tournament, let alone if you're Alistair playing. and you're playing, yeah. cause that's, he would have had his, uh, Bobcat, the corporate sponsor or the tournament sponsor of the North Dakota Open pays for their qualifying mm-hmm. the winner. So it's, you know, it's a $15,000 package for these guys if they if they were to win. And uh yeah, he lost. But right. in golf, there's always another opportunity out there. Yeah. And he parlays his experience into uh d- gaining his PGRS Corn Ferry card for the for the year. Yeah. He's got uh I think he's exempt into 8 events for sure and then he's at the top of the list. For, for, some, other for some other ones on the wait yeah. list. And I mean, that's where it, that's where it is. We've talked about it before where golf, you don't have to be the best every single week. You just have, you have to peak at the right times. You got to find your game at the right times. And I think that's what Tom Hoagie did. I mean, we keep bringing it up because it is, it's true. He went through the, the mini tour route all the way onto the PGA tour. Now he's a PGA tour champion. And, and that's just what it is. You find your game at the right time and you happen to play well for four days and then your life changes. Yep. Yep. So another guy out there too, Brady Calkins. Mm-hmm. Brady made it, um, and Brady's the North Dakota Open guy as well. Plays a lot. So you know, I, I I tell folks that if you're looking to watch some great golf, these guys that roll through here the end of August to play in the Bobcat, they're really There's good. Some talent. They're really good. And um, you know, you come out and watch these guys get themselves around a golf course. It's impressive. It is different. Different train of thought. 
compared to your average day golfer. They're also playing from a different spot, right? Usually a few yards ahead of the average golfer. But to see which pins they go after and, and how do they get them out of the, you know, what do you call it, damage control? You know, what do you do when something do- doesn't go perfectly? Yep. How do you get yourself out? And that's that's the difference maker. It becomes a game of misses at that at that level, I truly believe, where it's each one of those guys is a fantastic ball striker, but it's the it's the misses and how you recover from that. Patience. You listen to these guys after their round of golf, whether it's the open or a regular tournament, a lot of times it yeah, you're right. It's managing the miss. It's being patient, not forcing it, letting it come to you. And it's all easy to say when you hit it in the middle of the club all the time and you never miss a shot. But it's you know, it's managing their game. And it's not always bombing driver. A lot of times it is, but a lot of times uh, I was looking at at uh, Alistair's scorecard. He he birdie, he turned in two under his final round, and then he doubled his tenth hole. Oh, and then made two birdies coming in. That's that's wow. good. Good. Uh, that's some composure. Composure. Yeah, so, absolutely. And then just to pump our host here a little bit, I don't know what, how close you came to the cut stroke or two this year. Probably. Yeah, I was 73, 73. It's a tough cut to make, get the Bobcat North Dakota open. It's only 22 players and ties, so it's a super tough cut. And, uh, you know, to be in that mix and to play at that level with these guys, they're, they're, it's such a fine line between playing professional golf, winning a bunch of money, and actually missing a cut at North Dakota Open by a couple of strokes. It's it's a fine line. It, I mean, it's always a great tournament, and there's a ton of great talent, like you said, and I appreciate you pumping me up there but i thought you were going to go a different direction Hmm. and talk about my actual achievement that week being the winner of the north Dakota open the guy that beat alistair oh he alistair actually i think didn't he roll in and didn't lose all week no No, the guy guy that that won won. um his name's escaping oh man that guy's a good player i can really good face right now yeah he's a great player he's a fantastic he won the tournament and he won oxbow the par three contest Oh, did you take the par three? We were called medalists, but yes. Oh, he did not get beat. Lucas did not get beat. I did at not the get par beat. Three. No one beat him beat. at the par three. <laughs> That's a, I forgot yeah. about that. That's a heck of an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. no, that was the and he had a bogey. And he bogeyed yep. the eighth hole, yep. if I remember. Yep, hit it over the over the green. Hmm. That's I, a good accomplishment. I, I honestly think that was the best round on the par three course I've played in my lifetime, and I got paid for it. So that was good cool. for you. <laughs> I have one par three course round that it was the best of all time that was never completed. That scorecard was hanging on the wall. Storm roll in or what happened? No, almost. Mike Barge, familiar, legendary golf professional, director of instruction at Hazeltine National. He was a a young young lad playing the par three course as he would do. His family were members at Fargo. They lived across the street from the country club. He birdied the first seven holes, mm-hmm. so one through seven. They're all par threes. He made deuces on all Deuce. seven, all seven holes. And Marilyn, his mom, called him home for dinner, and he had to abandon the round and get home for dinner. No, never got to complete the round. Come on, the round that could have been seven under after seven. I mean, at that rate, what's it going to take Sorry, him? Ten mom. minutes? Sorry, four mom. shots? He's got to hit four shots, mom. Dinner. It was a different era, Lucas. Kids <laughs> respected yeah, their right. parents. There was a lot of respect for parents back then. Mm-hmm. And when mom called you home for dinner. You went home for you dinner. You went home for dinner right And it now. wasn't a phone call. Right? No. There's a no, you, she, she yelled. Yeah. Called. Yes. The neighborhood. It was just a random open the door and the, your parents would yell. Yep. And you knew. In the neighborhood. Yep. That was us, Northside Moorhead. We'd be up Hansman Park having a good old time and you'd hear mom yelling. Gotta go, boys. Didn't matter what <laughs> inning you were in the baseball game. I'm leaving center field, sprinting home. That's true. I believe it. So, I mean, not, yeah, no, now they don't have to. They either got a phone or they don't leave the house. So one of the okay. one of the two. But so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that part three course is phenomenal. I absolutely love that. I honestly wish I would have spent more time out there growing up. Um, but a great tournament. Um, you know, congrats to to Alistair and and uh, and Brady on making it. Some life changing stuff there. So wish the best for him out there in their futures. And then last thing I want to touch on some news that broke today, Tiger Woods back in the news. First off, he, he wins a, have you? That's good. Uh, 
he wins the the PGA Tours PIP program, PIP, Player Impact program. So basically, like social media, who gets the most clicks? Mm, who yes. moves? Who moves the needle? This is Tiger's second year in a row moving the needle the most out of anyone. And he's got and he wins. I think he wins like oh geez, I'm gonna get it wrong, but it's like forty million. It's an absurd amount of money. So a couple of years ago, when Kepka and uh, who's the law? DeChambeau. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. When they pretended when they were going to like, not, not like each other, I yep. think that was an oh, entire yeah. play to get clicks. Oh, it's 100%. Right? Yep. 100%. So Tiger still won that year, too? Um, yeah. I don't know if they. They should yeah. ban. They should have that contest and not include Tiger. That'd be in their best interest. Well, Tiger's no, going to get the clicks anyways. I saw. I saw. I saw a deal where they're they're doing it on purpose because it's basically reparations for Tiger Woods for all he's done for for the game of golf mm. because of how much money he's earned the game of golf. Sure. You know, and this was unsubstantiated, and people are like, "This seems like you know, well, thanks for all you did." I but, think Max Homa should get it. And here's why. Because I remember when they announced this. Right. Yeah. Max actually tweeted, congratulations, Tiger. Yeah. When, oh, it was, yeah. when they announced they were doing this. Like the day of. Yep. Years, two years ago. Oh, and they now. Yeah. Everybody I mean, knew it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody knew it. I mean, but let's go back to reparate. What? I, what? I, I'm, I, I just I, saw it. Someone had mentioned it. Not necessarily reparations as in. The PGA Tour did. Yeah. It's, it's uh yeah, it was a, someone on Twitter. Okay, I'm so I'm gonna I'm gonna adjust my the the payout. First place was worth ten million dollars. What was that all? And the overall purse was a hundred million dollars. We should focus on being influencers, you guys. I this is what right. we're trying to do. Get that clicks. right here, and clicks. get clicks. Oh, this is. Well, yeah, this we is should we should start filming the the, the like. show. This would be great TV. Yeah, feel free to share it with your friends. Yeah. Well, yeah, you gotta so subscribe, share. Not to get us into the ditch, but I had a one of the one of the uh, the ladies that worked for us here stopped said, "Hey, first off, she called me Mr. Johnson, so that tells you how old I am." And uh, said, "I listened to the podcast with you three. You guys are actually kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, what you, kind of funny. That's yeah. you. That's you're you're kind of funny. I'm not doing this as a humor deal. This no. is serious breakdown. I can tell by how successful your DFS teams are. Fantasy so. golf. <laughs> that's what I should have told her. Anywho, okay. Do we going to go through the rest of that money list, or are we good? Uh, I didn't moving? see the full yeah. list. Okay. I just was looking for what Tiger Tiger Woods won, ten and that was ten okay. million dollars for for basically so showing up. Once. It's not winner take all though. No, no, Homa no. probably yep. got some. Yep, it's. I think it's top ten. And oh, and good. I don't know whatever their metric. Hate to have is those guys miss it. Lunch or dinner because they couldn't afford. Right, it. right. Well, that's another way to keep up with. What else live, in the news? But well, another Tiger Woods news that came out today. He announced he's playing in the Hero World Championships or whatever his. It's it's his tournament. He's playing in the tournament, so he will be back. He's playing uh, that. They've got a match scheduled. Match, yeah. So you got Tiger Woods and JT. No, no, yes, no, 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 McElroy. It's him and Rory together versus JT and Spieth. Yeah, that's right. That's right. JT, Spieth, and Tiger and Rory. Um, I'm going to be honest. Okay. Don't love the match format. What? I think it's tough to watch because these guys are trapped. The guys that are playing, they're trapped between trash talking, buddy round, you know, happy-go-lucky, and grinding. So you get awkward pauses in there where these guys are trying to grind, 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 and then if, because they're they're wired into the announcers, they can hear what the announcers are saying to try and get banter. And then if the announcers say something, they laugh and they got it back. It's just tough for me to watch. I think there's certain there's clippable moments, right? Shareable moments where they go back and forth. But I'm not a huge match guy. Okay, more a purist. I'm a purist. Yeah, which triggered a thought for me. Have you seen the back off challenge? Somebody yeah, I have seen challenge. That. You see Phil's. I didn't know he and they Saw said John you're Daly's. the first you're the first one to break the uh, back off challenge. Uh, you, you crack the nut. They couldn't they couldn't do it because he talked the entire he time. He it right back yeah. to him. We, yeah, he talked all the way through his pre shot routine and was still mm-hmm. talking when he was over the ball. And then he hit the ball and they didn't they didn't even have a chance to say anything. Yeah, Not it was brilliant. That's and I I did see somewhere else where they were talking about the the pip. Not to get back into it, but saying how that if if 
Phil didn't leave for live, he would have you would have won that. Hmm. Because well, he bad. moved he moved the needle so much this last year with live, and obviously you're not going to pay out that. But um, yeah, so I I think Tiger Woods coming back and playing always moves the needle and it moves it so much in just getting into like a generational figure. Uh, we were talking about it earlier down on the kitchen with, with his chef Aaron Marty, where it's the old Michael Jordan, LeBron debate and, and the Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas debate and how each generation kind of sees, sees their, I don't call him hero, but as the best, as the best to play. I know Mark, you're a Jack guy, aren't you? Jack yeah, Nicholas. I grew up watching Jack, but I also appreciate Tiger. They're they're different. I think they're both great in their own way, and that's not. I'm not taking. I'm not bailing out on that. I, th- I think, you know, Jack. You look at the number of wins and second place finishes that guy had while he was juggling family, and mm-hmm. um, I mean, they're just different eras. Different. Um, Jack's got the most majors. If you're going to measure it by that, Jack's the greatest of all time. Now, I think if you put them head to head, Tiger. I mean, he'd look you in the eye and just stomp on your neck. And, hmm. you know, Jack just was so much better than all his competition. This Tiger was too. Yeah. Tiger, yeah. Tiger was too for his era. I mean, you got to – Tiger's probably the the best player ever. Just the way – I mean, he thinks. And there's mental stuff, like mental war going on between his playing competitors. He's not – it's not just his game anymore, you know? But Jack, Jack, he, he was uh, – I think they were equal for their period of time that th- that they played. I think they were equally dominant. That's fair. You could probably break it down with analytics. I think if you measure it by championships, Jack's There's your guy because yep. he's got more majors, and that's the only thing we can do is measure it by championships. The fact, I mean, the the stat of the second place finishes for Jack in majors. I mean, what if scenarios mm-hmm. right. that eighteen major championships could be. What is it like thirty? Yeah, I don't have like the number that? off the top of my head. I should as a Jack fan, but I mean that's unbelievable. Now his competition was watered down. I mean he yeah. had Palmer and he had Player and he had you know Weisskopf and there yeah. wasn't the pool of players. Right. Um, if you look, you know, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I think it's 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 fair to to say in in their own context. Yeah, you measure you measure it by whatever you're looking to measure it by. It can't yeah. be the the greatest picture or the biggest. Biggest picture. You got to kind of narrow it down. I mean, the guy, Nicholas was still in contention in 95 at the Masters. Like, he was right. He won it in 86. Right. Uh, 98, he was still in contention, matter of fact, because I was there that year. I came home to watch it, the the final round on on TV. At like 55 years old, 50-something. Because he won it at 46. 46, yeah. Yeah. So so he would have been how old? Like 58? 57? I can't do that. Something like that. That's remarkable, Chuck. I mean, as a as a recreational golfer, mm-hmm. obviously between Mark and myself, yeah, being deep into the golf and kind of understanding the mental aspect of it. But I mean, what's your take between a Jack Jack Tiger? Is there a third one that you throw no, in here? No, and- I think Mark hit it on the head. I think in the the context of that era, obviously Jack. To me, I measured on a number of majors, mm-hmm. but watching Tiger play and how dominant he was there for four or five years. I mean, that's, that's a remarkable. He's got records. So I think both of them are in a weird way. I'm copping out, but equally the best golfers, but you know, there's, there's stats from where they played from the second shots at the masters. And they, they played from the same, same spots. Jack might even hit it further than Tiger back in the, and he's in wood in the seventies, sixties. So, we get all hung up, I, and I'm not dis, I'm not disrespecting your statement at all. I I think you you even look at I've, I've read that article where Jack hit it when he played the Masters, and yeah, the tees are back a little bit more, but with technology and stuff, you looked at kind Jack's average di- driving yeah. distance. Of course, maybe the fairways were firmer when Jack played because they didn't have all the agronomic advances they have now. But Jack could hit it really hard, and if you if you factor in. All his second place majors, his top five majors, boy oh boy, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's impressive. And I grew up, I grew up, I'm in the Tiger camp. I just, I, I can't imagine someone else in my lifetime coming up and doing what he did no. to to a field every right. week, week in and week out. Um, but I can also see the major argument because that's the best of the best in those fields. That's why they call them the majors. Right. It's not just your Joe Blow from the street coming up and playing 18 holes. It's 
the best of the best of the time. So I see both arguments. It'd be interesting to see if anyone has any comments on on that outside and from the listeners. See, uh, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts um, on that. Maybe something we get into more down the road. But as far as uh, other news, that's about it in the golf world of mention. Tiger Woods going to be playing. I think he's going to be on a like a five five six tournament a year rotation now. Yep, I think he's kind of hit the hit the ceiling in terms of what his body can handle do the majors and and his two tournaments the Genesis and the Hero. Um which we all knew it was going to come, yep. you know, a little sooner than I think we would have liked, but I mean he still is a, a tremendous figure. I guess last point to touch, he is caddying for his son Charlie this week. Not could, sure how I would have felt if I was teeing it up with Charlie. Just happened to be paired with him, and I look over, and there's Tiger, Tiger Woods. On the back. Tiger's caddy. Yeah. How old's Charlie? 12? No, he's like 13, 14, 15. Ooh, okay. Ooh, maybe not 15. Not no. 15. No. 13, I, I 14? 13. Let me, 13. Let me do this. 13? Let me do, some clicking. do some clicking. Yeah. You know, watching him in the father-son challenge, he's got some swagger. He's He knows it, too. Yeah. He knows it, too. Yeah. You wonder... And I hope this doesn't ever happen. Does he realize he's Tiger's son? Like, well, I mean, really, I really, right now he yeah. knows he's Tiger's son. Does he but, realize he's yeah. Tiger's son? And then he go, what? I got the weight of what? Yeah. On my shoulders? He's 11. No, he's not. What? Oh, really? Yeah. When was that written? Well, let me look here. Yeah, you're right. 11 years old at 2020. Hold on. Hold on. 2022, Hold on. so that'd be 13. He's... So, I don't... 13 years old. I no, really I hope you look at and I, the only reference I have is is Jack's son Gary. Gary Nicholas was all of a sudden he's featured in magazines when he's a kid and all this mm-hmm. attention and it was nothing compared to now with social Charlie's media, getting. right? Okay. Yeah. Cuz Gary and I are the same age and you watch Gary's career and it's like he was okay, you're Jack's Keep an kid. Eye on him. Yeah. Let's watch yep. what happens here. Mm-hmm. And he made it on tour. Maybe lost in a play. I know he never won, but he lost mm. a playoff once. And I just don't think he could live up to the. Yeah. That's well, that's a big tough. burden. It's tough. And, I, and I've seen things, you know, you're on social media. Obviously, like you said, it's much worse than what Gary was going through now because there's video cameras and there's constantly eyes on you, especially when you're when your dad's the greatest to ever do it, arguably. Um, but my biggest thing is when when these uh, Twitter coaches start analyzing his swing, you know, and talking about if it's similar to his dad's or what, you know, how that all works out. And I just don't think he's 13 years old. Let the kid play golf. Let's check back when he's committed to a college. Let's check back when he's doing that. Right. I mean, just let him play. Let him play. Okay. Yeah, that's it, my, that's my big, it's deal. pretty rare that a kid can go out and, and do what, I mean, you look at our situation. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty <laughs> tough pretty for the kid rare. to, you would be really? the exception of You're that. right, obviously. But no, you know, John Daly's kid, really good player. Mm-hmm. He was touted when he was 12. He looked at him. He was a mini John, right? JD too, yeah. And he, Arkansas, I think he went to Arkansas. I don't know if he's graduated or a senior. I think he's a uh, junior, senior. Junior, senior. Like I mean, he, very good player. He had a great NIL deal. He signed, I'm sure. Signed with Hooters. That seemed like a good fit. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, but it's, it's pretty rare. It, it's going to be... It's going to be, uh, I mean, where do, where's a kid like that go to, where's Tiger's kid go to college? Wherever the heck he wants. Yeah. Wherever he wants. But that's where you hope that they have the hindsight to look at it and go, you know, for your development, let's get you somewhere where you're going to play and play well. Right? Not necessarily throw him out of Stanford where he's got to compete. And obviously there's going to be some preferential treatment wherever he goes. Because he's Tiger Woods, but the son. numbers are the numbers, right? Yeah, you can't if he's going to shoot seventy five, and the team needs a seventy seventy or sixty five, sixty seven out of him just to qualify. Doing, just to qualify, why would you put him in your lineup? So, other than money, if Tiger's going to grease right. the skids at right, right BYU or wherever they ends up going, BYU. Well, I don't know how good his kids going to be. Maybe Pepperdine's the school right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You took but, on that kid from Pepperdine back at the Minnesota Am or a couple, couple years ago. Oh, yeah. 
really yeah, good. Yeah, if I wouldn't have listened to my caddy on the third hole or the the eighteenth hole, not third hole, mm-hmm. I would have I would have taken solo third. It didn't matter. We were in it to win it. That's right. Yeah, that was right. Yeah. No, we agreed on that shot. Just didn't execute. Ball was in a divot. I got all the excuses. That was everything. Sounds like it. Um, yeah, so I guess we got into even more news there, but uh, interesting to follow that along. So moving on, getting into next week's tournament. We're going to Houston, like we said. Um, where are we going? Memorial Park, mm-hmm. if I believe. That's interesting right. enough, um, recently renovated. Not sure the exact date, um, but the new renovations aided by Brooks Kepka. And so we're going from a Greg Norman course to another live sympathizer in Brooks Kepka. Um, and it's very evident in the course layout. Chuck, I don't know what you had on it, but yep. I got a bomber's paradise out here. Very long. Par 70. Par 70. Uh, 7,400 yards. That's right. Is what I have? Yep. Coming from a 7,000, right? Was that what last week was or something yep. like that? Yep. Five so. par threes, only three par fives. And the par threes are all of different lengths. So. Again, there's Various. a course stat there where par threes, you can look at stroke skiing at 150 or less. That's out the window here because they're all different different lengths. Yeah, and, and you know, I had on here, it's a very interesting golf course. There's only 19 bunkers on the entire golf course, and the water only comes into play on four holes. Yeah, and in the article I read, they removed the bunkers around the green to have to add challenge because, mm. as you guys know, this is more your world. Bunkers and pro players, piece of cake. You'd rather be in a bunker. Yep. Now they got runoffs, runoffs yeah. into into these trickery around the green. So short game around green is going to be a key stat this week. Yeah, and this, I mean, it's a complete reversal from even two weeks ago. CJ Cup, when there was a bunker everywhere you looked out in South Carolina. Yep. Um, and I and then I also have on here the rough is just crazy penalizing. Penal. It's that it's that Bermuda yeah. rough, so it's super sticky. Um, and that's where they're going to get you. They're going to get you in the long rough. So, um, you know, you got to have uh, accurate, solid drivers of the golf ball. Obviously, big hitters with the distance. And I threw on their bogey avoidance. I think that's a good yeah. one in every, yep. every round, obviously. You just don't want to make bogeys. But especially at a course like this where it's evident. That's right. That you want to do that. Only two years worth of data. Then we're looking at past winners and who's competed well here. It's mm-hmm. been, been held at this course now. Twice. Uh, interesting, the, the two previous winners are not in the field this week. Jason Cockrack? Cockrack? Cockrack. Well, then, he's a uh, live golf guy now. And Ortiz. Oh, Jason over there? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Okay. Um, key stats, I you touched on it um, around the green. I got strokes gained around the green, strokes gained putting, and then that uh, strokes gained tee to green to keep it out of that rough. Yep. Who, who are those leaders in those areas? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, we're guessing. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit that for myself. I'll let my record speak for itself. But Chuck, I mean, coming off three hot wins in a row, mm-hmm. um, the listeners would be smart to to lean on you for this week. But uh, field field jumps back up in strength again this week. So we got uh, Scotty Scheffler's returning. Texas native and T uh, two last year, uh, solid pick, um, coming off of uh, a, a decent week last week as well. I got Tony Finos in so the crowd before too. you gloss yeah. over Shep. You know we touched on his putting last week. Yeah, how he changed his changed putter. the putter. Um, he switched from that prototype mm-hmm. mallet to back to the blade mid round, and he shot uh, sixty two. Mid-round or mid-tournament? Mid-tournament, sorry, okay. mid-tournament. Like Saturday, I want to say. Wow. say. And he shot 62. 62. 62. He's a blade guy. He likes the blade. So I really like Chef this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, he's a favorite. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to like. Yeah, it's not He's going to be on everyone's. I mean, he's a Houston area. He's a he's Texas, Texas guy. guy. Texas I mean, guy. You know, third on this list is Tony Finau. So yep, I I got him on here. He did miss a cut last week, but I think that just gives him extra time to, to so, prep. Well, let me bounce something by you. Okay. You guys are golfers. This yeah. is your world. He had four penalty strokes and missed it by one. Yep. He was five under at one point and he gets four penalty strokes. Typically pros don't necessarily get too many penalty strokes. Not in one round. Okay. Let's so he sprained his driver or what were his driving stats? I don't know. Yeah. 
you omit, and it, it says a lot to say I'm going to get rid of four penalty strokes, but that's that's huge right there. Yeah. Well, and plus, and then you look at the course he's going to this week, right? You had almost, you have very little penalty aside from the rough. Right. And Finau is a high swing speed player, and we're not saying high swing, swing speed solves the world's problems out of the rough, but if you bomb a driver up there and you're in the rough and you got wedged, that's a heck of a lot better than having an eight or nine iron out of the rough, you know? Yep. And a little extra time to prepare. So I don't, I'm not hating on a Tony Finau pick, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I like it in that I think people are going to see a miscut and shy away from Shy away from it. Yep. Like me. That's what I'm looking the at. The recent it. form. And then that's how you get leverage on the, on the field, on mm-hmm. the group that you're going against. A lot of guys will do that. They'll look and go, ooh, miscut. I'm not playing him. Mm-hmm. And then he rebounds because he's capable, right? I mean, Tony Fiena. Oh, he's got all the, yeah. Go. He's got, he's, He's in the recipe. He's so, a bomber. So I got a question for you. I was thinking about this. If the three of us played this course, scramble format, could we make the cut? What was the cut Ooh. last year? Do you remember? This is not going to be a like a 20 under. I no, think. it's low. It's, 14, it's a high score. 12, yeah. 12 under, 12, 13 under, probably a win it. Scramble? Scramble. Right now, with your the way your game's in, in shape. Hmm. That's a heck of a That's question. A, yeah. Well, we're going to use your drive all the time. Mine? Okay. No, I'm not. No, I'll I get it out there safe. LJ. <laughs> your oh, safe oh. ball. I'll get it out safe because that's going to be the approach. I'll get something in the fairway. Now, it's only 210, but it's in the fairway. We just got to make the cut. Yeah, so we we're not winning. Sure we're yeah, we can make the cut. couple under scramble? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We did that to LJ in, in uh, Vegas. Remember, you and I scrambled against, or yeah. was that best ball? Was nah, it was best ball. Best ball. Yeah, it was best, best ball. ball. You guys hammered it. That was disgusting did. what you no, guys did. I, LJ's, he's going down to the National Assistance. Is, the, is DraftKings covering the National Assistance Championship be. next week? Because we should be mention that. I'll be a value pick down there. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to have to record on Monday because he's going to, we yeah. got to leave on Either Tuesday. Monday or we do it uh, Tuesday night. From it could be a whatever. value pick under the radar. But he could make the cut at Houston himself. So then we're so, just hoping to not get in his way. Yeah, I'm trying not to give him a bad look on a putt. Yeah, I'm, I'm using you guys for reads. Are you kidding me? That's what you <laughs> right, guys Just don't hook about. or slice our putts right. to give him bad information. Started online with decent speed. That's all we're looking for. Okay. So I'm hearing an overwhelming yes. We're we making can, the cut. Well, because of the, to me, the question being, can we make the cut? Yes. Okay. If the question becomes top 10, a win. No. No. No, absolutely not. That just puts in for me as a casual golfer how 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 unbelievably talented these guys are. I mean, it's yeah. a different level because yeah. LJ, I've played with you. You're really, really good. All right. Then we add to us. We're still not going to be top twenty-five. No way, not top twenty-five. No. <laughs> well, we're talking all four days. Yeah, if we make the cut, we're in for the next two, baby. We could find our groove after two days. That's, right? what, I'm saying. I mean, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling like in four days and a scramble with the three of us, work. I feel like our scores are going to be consistent under par, yeah. where some of these guys, we're going we're gonna to start catching the field that come back to us. Okay. You're right. Do you think, would we each get a courtesy car, or would we have to drive together? From the home <laughs> hotel to the golf course. I think I think we we ride together and we get out. We get our walk up song going. You That's know, we want to we'd want to roll on. in together. Yeah, unique song though. Yeah, have right onto the range. Yep. they got a mic on the range or something. Yep. They can play that. And we would we have to share a locker? Or do you think they give us one locker or three lockers in the locker? Here's the deal: we got to share a bag. I'm going. I'm more into the detail of the experience. Let's do that. Yeah. You know, the buffet, do we, right. We go through the buffet as a group. I mean, when we check in, is it, is one person check in to the, right. Or is all three of us rolling up there? If they the would, Johnson, Johnson, Johnson. Johnson, Johnson, Johnson. Yes. <laughs> if the PGA tour was smart, yep. you know, to battle this live stuff that's going on, yep. they would grant three dudes, I guess, a chance to scramble every tournament. Yep. We'll do a podcast live for crying out loud from the venue. Oh, we'd get... Or we are not the first to come up with this idea, but I think oh, it's really? a fantastic idea to get into the event. Yeah, and do a I'm saying like it. like put on an exhibition, like even like the Hero World Challenge, right? Not a it's a it's an invite only. 
now that's it's top tier. So maybe it's a, but it's an exhibition type deal. You throw mm-hmm. that on, you throw a three man scramble in there just to see because people ask this question all the time and it's a hypothetical because it's not going to happen. Do it once, see what yeah, happens. Do it you once. Get, you could auction that off for charity. Oh yes. yeah. And you get three heavy hitters with some money. They go, yeah, let's let's go try this. And then you could be the last. The the the, the threesome scramble could be the last tea time out each yep. day. Yeah, you're not going to get in anyone's way. Nobody's you're just, way. You're just seeing. Would this? Would you're the answering crowd a question. Still stick around? Would there be a, a gallery watching? Well, us? you have to advertise that. I like, wear the. You, you know what? I'd rock, a, I'd rock the knickers. Pain I'd pull Stewart. out the Payne Stewart look. Yeah. I really would. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you think the media would stick around afterwards? Because we'd be the last group in to talk to us. I bet you. Uh, put a couple good rounds together. They'll make time. Oh, when we make the cut, we're getting talked to afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just think about the broadcast. It's all the downtime they get into, and I understand they got ads to get to or whatever, yeah. too many of them. But just think, like, the playing through. You, let's cut over yeah. to our, our three-man scramble. Cut over here. to 12, where Whoa. Chuck lays the sod over a sandwich. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by the F-bomb. <laughs> we so, do apologize for that. <laughs> well, Jim looks like he's going to scoop up that 12-footer there. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would make for great TV. Oh, it absolutely would. Absolutely would. Yeah. We're on to something there. Okay. I we, like it. Well, just just for fun, if the three of us were to do a, a try to make the cut, what do you think we'd choose? Just to see if we would make the cut this week. I think, could we get to three, four under? Four under is a oh, first two yeah. days? In two days? Yeah. yeah. Are we yeah. getting to four under? Couple, couple under each day? I will say the only deal with um, this golf course having five par threes. That's where we're going to... St- we're not going to shine as much. Yeah. Five par threes, three par fives. Scrambles shine on par fives, not par threes. Yeah, he's got a point. I say we're getting a four under. I mean, it's our first one. There's some jittery. We're a little, we got nerves. You guys yeah. got nerves. I'd be <laughs> shaken, even if it's just the camera guy and everybody's left. I don't even know if. At times, I wouldn't even hit drives. I just let Lucas hit, and then if he save him, yes, yeah, I'd save him, back, and then I just drink my beer. Oh, right, you beer. There's a new twist no, on it too. Do that. I, I could. Say. What do you mean I can't have a beer? PGA Tour, you can, no uh, tobacco or beer. I don't think. Oh, during please. a round. Please, during a round. I'm out. I'm telling you right now, guys have tobacco right now on on tour. I could be wrong with the tobacco, but you don't. No, no, no alcohol. No, I'm not cracking a beer on tee number two. At 7.30 in the morning? No. <laughs> Daily would still be on PGA Tour, not the Champions Tour, if you could drink while playing. At John the turn, Daly. can I have a beer? No. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. I got to run inside real quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So should we uh, share our well, yeah, teams yeah, here? We'll get into it. Week. Obviously, uh, I'm just going to highlight a couple more quick ones that are in it. Tony Funano's in it. Russell Henley, winner last week. He's back. Jason Day, my guy Jason Day. Yep. He's back. He is on people's radars now because he's his price jumped and uh, because of his finishes. So uh, he was in the final grouping in this tournament in 2020. So has played well. Mm. And Hideki Matsuyama is making his fourth fall start. Um, he's back. And he was runner-up last year. Yeah, um, two years ago. Two years ago. 2020. He's poor form, though. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's his, it's his, only his fourth fall start and hasn't been a great start for him to the season. So he's back. Use that as you will. Um, I don't believe he's a value pick either. So not it. No, I like the, some nine Kers. If we can just quickly go yep. through, I like Montgomery yep. again. You gotta go, got, you gotta go for, oh, anyways. Yep. You're, you're the winner. First. Yep. Aaron Wise. I'm always, I'm gonna, I like Aaron Wise. That guy. In the nines. Yep. These are my nine guys. And then, uh, Denny McCarthy plays well here each time, and I think he's in pretty good form right now, so he's on my radar. Anybody in the nines you guys are eyeing up? Well, I, I, I'm i riding Jason Day. I'm I'm on it. He's my horse. Okay. I like it. I did. Uh, yeah, are well, we going I'm not, into our no, lineup? I'm not mine. You can do yours. You're a winner. You're I'm first. the winner. Okay. Well, I'm going to – I'm I'm uh, anchoring with Scheffler. I'm, I'm finding a way to get Scotty on my team. Yep. Then my low guy, I'm jumping to my low guy, Francisco Molinari. He's your low guy. Yep, at 7,100. He's four of four cuts made with a top 10. I like the form he's in right now. Mm-hmm. He's getting that short game going. He's a grinder. 
He's a uh, short hitter, though. He is, but fairways, Mark. Fairways. Fairways. We're all about fairways. Okay, and then I've got uh, Seb Straka. That's 7,400. Seb. And then I've got Mackenzie Hughes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Mackenzie, let me look here. He won, so he's at seven in the seven thousand range. He won this past fall, and he's got two top twenty fives, so he's playing well. Mm-hmm. Then I got uh, Matthew Neesmith at eighty nine hundred. He's got three top tens, and then I've got just under about seventy six hundred dollars, and I'm taking a flyer. On a gentleman who's nine for nine on cuts made. Again, I'm looking for a cut maker, Justin Lauer. Nice. That's my talent. That's my team, guys. Hmm. That's a good team. That. Uh, yeah, I might end up changing up my. For some reason, it seems like you were allotted more money than I was. I got seventy five thousand this week to work with. Did you? Did you not get seventy five? Well, is that because you're on a Just three kidding. win streak right now? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right, that's not bad, so, Mark. You... So before, I, yeah. Go so on. I with with Chef, okay, the top yep. guy. Yep. I still avoided anybody in the six thousand or yeah, less. Yeah, and that's six... what I'm amazed with because yep. I, I admittedly I have Scotty Scheffler on my team as well, and then I dipped into the sixes. I think the difference there is I my next highest is eighty nine hundred. I avoided okay. the nines, yeah, and I went I yep. went ninety five. So okay, Mark, what do you got? Okay, I finished second last week. So yep, I'll you're go. going. Okay, yep. so. I got one guy in the nines, and I heard an interview with him. He continues to improve. He doesn't have his first win yet. Maverick McNeely. Mm. He's not on radars. Yeah. You had him early, one of the early rounds, didn't you? Oh, I've had him on my team off and on. Yeah. He's 9,400. I just think he's poised, poised. Then I went... Now I'm going, um, I don't have anybody under 7,400, so I didn't have to look at a six. Mm. So, But you also didn't spend the money, the top-end money. I did not spend top-end money. Yeah. So I'm looking for guys to make the cut. I'm tired of missing cuts. Okay. Just I'm sick and tired of missing cuts. So I got Alex Noren, seven of seven cuts made, 81.9 fantasy points per round. Um, Hadwin, Adam Hadwin, four for four on cuts made, 8,300. I like so I'm I like that. I'm going cuts. I just, like I said, I had enough missing cuts. Putnam. Andrew. Six for six on cuts, 81.1 Solid. points per round. I think he was runner-up last week. I think he snuck in kind of a back door. Oh, really? I, uh, I, he's got 12 cuts made in a row. Yeah, I got that in my notes. Yep. Okay. And then 7,400. This fellow here, lower. That's what I, I just mean, said. Yeah. Oh, you did? Justin Lowe? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't this guy right here. This guy right here, he says. Yeah. Oh, I thought I found somebody special. Yeah. He's he's my he's my uh, little guy. Low end. Yep, low-end guy. Justin okay, Lowen. well, we have that guy in, in common. Let's root for Justin together. And then uh and then my my leap of faith. Sab? Is he nope. in it? Burmester. <laughs> Burmeester. Burmeester. What's it what's he at? He's at seventy six hundred. All right. That's her that's your jumper? Yep, that's uh, 13 to 17 cuts. No news available on this player. Mm. I just love the name. Burr. He's from South Burr. Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I went cuts. I just, I went cuts. I, that's that's all I'm doing. I like it, Mark. And, I, and then the a little one. hunch on, on McNeely. I think that he's just poised and he's going to be a non-scratch guy. Um, mm-hmm. He's not in that 9,000, but I, I, or he is a 9,000, but I don't think he, of the 9,000 guys, I don't think. He's not on the radar. Guys, much. Yeah, he's not on. So you avoided anybody in the tens. Yeah, you didn't go any top guys, and you're just going cut makers. Cut makers. I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, different approach. I'm I tired of missing luck. cuts. I I tried that two weeks ago, and that did not work for me. So <laughs> best. Well, of luck so far to we're not able to beat the analytics. Of no. Chuck well, and hey, first week, first week I, I schooled both. Well, guys, I wasn't so. into the analytics. Deep so week, right. Right. Yeah. So if anybody's paying attention <laughs> to this podcast, okay. and you yeah. are playing DraftKings, you so far might want to lean towards the analytics the land, side of yeah. this. But yeah, and I'm trying. I'm a hybrid. I'm right in the middle. Um, yeah, Chuck and I is sharing Scotty Scheffler. Love it. I don't know how you don't. You got to spend the money. I think you got to. If uh, I think a lot, he's going to be on a lot of people's. Teams, yep. so he got to. Then I went Jason Day, like I said. So then it kind of handcuffs me because Jason Day is at ninety five hundred. I like that pick though, LJ. He's recent he's form. Peaking. He's there. 
He could I just wish this. he was a little cheaper than eighty five hundred. That's a lot of. You have Scheffler and Day on the same team. Yeah, yeah. but then yeah. he's got to go into the sixes. I do. Yep. And so, I mean, I'll jump down there because that was my thought process. Of, okay, I got to go low, and I went. I went with Charlie Hoffman. Yes. Ooh. He's sixty eight hundred. He is. He is older for the PJ Tour. Yep. He's forty five years old. Yep. Um, but he's uh, he's a bomber. He hits it decently far. Um, Do you know if he course history here? Yeah, so in uh, 2020, finished T29. Um, shot 67 in his final round. Um, and he's never missed a cut and has six top 30 finishes and 11 appearances at this tournament. So it was at the golf club of Houston. Yep, that's right. And moved over here. Yeah. And he played really well over there. So I, I'm leaning on the I Houston like side of things. Obviously, like you said, um, yeah, and he's and he's down in price from the last time he played this tournament. So my research says he's quite the value pick. Solid. Um, then I went, uh, kind of went back up and took on. Uh, where is he? I thought Charlie Hoffman had a little dust up with the rules officials PJ Tour. There was something in the news, wasn't there? Really? Last year or something. I don't know. He hasn't been the same. Like he was leading the tournament, or he was. Oh yeah, that's right. Was yeah, it? Yeah, what was place management? Was it? Something yeah, like he that. just hasn't been the same, but I'm sure he's over it now. He'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, yeah. thanks. <laughs> Therapy's <laughs> helped. <laughs> yeah, Therapy's helped. Yeah. All right, Charlie Hoppin. I had to dip into the sixes. Uh, then I went with Lee Hodges. He played well in uh, CJ Cup, Sheriff's seventh. Um, he took took some time off, didn't go to Bermuda, didn't didn't go to Mayakoba. So he's got some time off. Last tournament he played, that was 7,600. Mm. So um, I like I like that pick. It, his fantasy points per game is not the highest, but again, kind of pinched on the budget. And then I really dipped into some some value pick analytics, and I went with Luke List at seventy three hundred, and he is a bomber that if I've is. ever seen one. He is, yeah. Um, T eleven last year, um, and he shot sixty five in his opening round, so he can make birdies out here. He plays well, um, and he's he played uh, the South Course at Torrey Pines, and he won there, which you got to be a bomber to win out there too. So, bomber from Luke List, and then at 7,300 again, I went with a guy named Davis Thompson, and uh, he's Corn Ferry Tour graduate. We talked about that earlier, um, and then he took a T9 at the Fortinet. Fortinet? Mm-hmm. And a T12 at the Shriners. And uh, he made every cut in his PGA Tour, first three PGA Tour appearances. So I don't think he's going to be on many people's radar. Um, but in the in the research I was doing, guys are looking for him to improve again this week. And again, he's a bomber. So going bombers for the value picks. Um, and then, well, that's it, right? That should be it. That's all six. You know, you, you look at that low end of sevens. There's some recognizable names. Justin right. Rose, Danny Willett. There's a Masters mm. champ. Yeah. You go a little deeper, you got Gary Woodland. Yeah, I did see Gary out there. Right? And and Gary, I think, uh, you know, he can play. But he an Oklahoma guy? Yeah. Okay. U.S. Open champion. So there's some value by names down there. Whether or not I, I just, obviously they're not in form. Yeah, like you didn't, well, one of that's you guys early. Justin Rose recently in a on one of your lineups. Yeah, I did. How'd that work out? Not, not well. well not I think great, I shot like an eighty-one on a one day. Yeah, yeah. He's, Recent form's tough. You got Van Ruin at sixty-eight. Yeah, I saw him. He was tempting. I saw him he was too. tempting, but after my last showdown with him, I was not feeling forty-four good. points per fantasy points per. Yeah. Okay. So real quick, are you done? I'm done. Could we, do we have enough time? Can we do a real quick worst team? Yes. Yes. It's real gonna quick. take me about fifteen seconds. Well, just do, do your typical lineup, Mark. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. I'm just hitting repeat. <laughs> so you have eighty three hundred to spend on average. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna take a, a guy that's kind of expensive that I and you can't pick like Emilio Grillo who's already out. You know yeah, right. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go for some guys that, for sure, if they don't have a picture by their name, 
<laughs> you know, like a lot of the new guys, they just yep. have a flag, their yep. American flag or their Swedish flag or whatever it is. They're definitely, that's how I'm, I'm, I'm starting draft. If, if they have a photo, I am just, I'm not interested, that interested in mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. unless they're coming off injury. Okay. Um, but you got to spend 8,300 on average. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to my method. So, um, and actually not trying to be too terrible. I mean, like just. You're spending the money, but you're not. You got to spend the money. Yeah. Got to spend the money. Yep. But if I was going to, if I'm looking here at that first pick in that 80, 80, I'm going to do something called T Pendrith. Taylor. Taylor Pendrith. He's Canadian. It's yep. snowing in Canada. Right. Currently. They can't play that much golf. <laughs> now, I I like guys that can't get out to practice much. Two or two cuts made. You don't know when those were played, though. Let me look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Not t- this past summer. You're good. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. So, um, and I don't know if this is Roy Smalley's kid, but A. Smalley. He's had zero top tens. It just he struggles. I'm going to take that guy. What's his value? Seventy something. It's it's actually it's kind of hard to spend to spend money. Yeah, I'm I'm looking through it as well and and trying to figure out best way. Your brain has to work the exact opposite way just, it's working. Davis Riley, did you take him? Who'd you take? No, your last guy. I don't. I don't okay. remember. Never mind. But you got to spend. You're going to have to spend some money. So, of the guys that are good players, who's going to who's not going to play well? Now you're looking for anybody that's not made top tens that are eight thousand, nine thousand, like D. Riley, eighty four hundred. That's the guy that I was just looking at. He has no top tens. K. Mitchell, eighty one hundred, no top tens. Dang. Oh, you guys can't just copy my team. No, I'm we're not. not. No, I'm I'm looking myself. And then I would go right in your face and go, I might take Jason Day. <laughs> I was Ouch. looking at that too. Ouch. I think he's overvalued. Can't do that to me. You think he's overvalued? Are you doing that? I kind of like I'm it. Like, overvalued. And then who was a player that uh, that just that is playing that hadn't played much again? Who was that guy? Adam Hadwin? No. No. T. Moore? It's, this is this is not this easy. This is tough. You're yeah. going to be forced We're to pick this. somebody that Wesley Clark guy has made a cut forever. Yeah, <laughs> it works out the math. That Jason Day just pops out as as the. That's what you're. But I won't do that out of respect for you. Tough. I won't no, do that. go ahead, go ahead. Well, I got to spend all my money, so I have to do it. Nope. There's someone around that, isn't it? All right, I'm taking Jason Day. So. Hmm. Hmm. Chuck, you got your team yet, or are you still looking? I'm kind of grinding. Are you I'm good? On my, I'm on my last one. Take, go ahead. If I'm geez. probably going to oh, end I up sharing so much one. money left. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm like 9,000s left for each guy. Really? Yes. What are you doing? I don't know. Go ahead if you're Okay. Good. Well, I'm going to end up sharing a couple guys with you, just with how my money That's worked fine. out. All right. So let's see. Top end, I took Hideki Matsuyama. I like that. What's his value? 10-3. That's smart. And this is this is... Last place. Last place. Hideki Matsuyama, 10-3. Then I went Sahith Igala coming out. Mm-hmm. He's a 93. Talk about overvalued. I like the guy, but overvalued there. Um, then I went uh, Taylor Pendrith, Canadian. Mm-hmm. Again, snow on. Um, Justin Rose, 72. Um, they were looking at Adam Long, who is uh, zero top tens, three or five cuts made. 50 fantasy points per game. And to round it out, we got Brandon Wu at 7,300. So I actually like this team. Did you use every single dollar? Every single dollar. Remaining balance zero. Go ahead, double check. That okay, one. I want to just make yep. sure. Mark, right. how about you? I adjusted. I have 100 left. So I, I, I felt I bad know. about the date. No, I'll, I'll get rid of the money. Okay, all right, all right. Um, I felt bad about having Jason Day on my team because I, I actually want to, I like rooting for him. He'd be a good comeback. Yep. Good comeback story. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with. Uh, now, what could be comical is if this team actually performs. <laughs> right. At the same time, you're kind of <laughs> hoping they show up. 
because oh. it would throw everything we're doing out the window. Really? Right. Well, yeah, this is this is anti. Okay. But we did do no research. We have no data on these. I mean, we're just basically nah, we're going. picking them right now. It's yep. probably one of the more boring parts of the segment yeah. as we're picking it. So, but, but if anybody out there that has played DraftKings, go out and do this exercise. Now, I only put a dime on this. I want quarter. A I want full quarter. Yeah. You um, want to hear my team? Yep, I want to hear your team. I no, did a time. I did a time. Really? Well, I uh, I'm going on the narrative. The guy just won. He's out partying. He's not going to do it. He's yeah. Gonna yeah. Terrible. Russell Henley. I like that. Ten thousand. See ya. I'm going Justin Rose. Yeah. Okay. Hasn't broke eighty. Then I got Alex Noren. He's on your team. <laughs> He's on my team. <laughs> yeah. He hits it two ten uh, well, in distance. So I'm, I'm banking on this is going to be a tough track for him. Then I went the other guy in the top five last week that partied too much. Great hat, Domin. Yeah, Joel. Hey, yep. Yeah, and then Keith Mitchell and Russell Knox, mm-hmm. right on the nose. Zero dollars. Zero dollars. Short can confirm. Yep. I'm the zero. The only thing two. is Joel Domin's streaky. Yeah, what's scary here is I got a first and a third from last week on my team. I know they're streaky, but I like your method. It's tough to do yeah. it two weeks in a row. So. Can't back it up. Yeah, that's good. We'll have ah. some fun with that yep. because that'll be interesting next week. Sit down and when this crud team beats your regular team. That's going to be. Tough one. Yeah, then you, then you know, just do the opposite of everything we say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Just, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, uh, yeah, well, we got, we touched on a little bit of everything here today from golf news to, to recent, recent golf tournaments and, and some area stuff, which was fantastic. It was a great show. And uh, our scramble. We're going to be four scramble. under at yep. the cut. We'll see if we made it after day two. Uh, we're we're going to be like, I'm just like six under. After well, two days. We are? Two days on a three-man scramble at this tournament. Yeah, we're going low. We're going yeah. six under. I'm thinking okay. that's at least six. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I with his with his drives yeah. and my iron game. And my putting. That's just, and your putting. That's just oh, two days, three that's under a par. Recipe for 12 under total if we repeat that because we're going consistency. That's right around the winning, winning score. score. It'll be interesting to see where we land. Yep. Yep. Right up the rut. Keep an eye on that. The yeah. three-man scramble coming at you. Sweet chats. Mm-hmm. All right. That's going to wrap it up for episode six, talking Houston Open. Uh, we, again, touched on a little bit of everything. That was a great show. So thanks for sitting down with us and get this one out as soon as we can. Hopefully get those lineups in. If not, work on some dailies. Because that'll be good, too. Watch the weather in Houston. Watch the weather. Morning tea times. Morning tea times. Morning waves. Dailies. Yep. That's going to do us do it for us here at Sweet Shots again, episode six, Houston Open. Thanks again for joining. Make sure you subscribe. Um, look for us uh, on Spotify. If you're on YouTube, go to Spotify. So thanks for joining. We'll catch you next time. See ya.